Welcome to Demogranomics, your insight to the powerful surprises ahead for the US economy. Demogranomics, where people make markets. And now, here is Mike Williams. Hey there, welcome back. It's Mike Williams, and uh, thanks for joining the podcast. Just wanted to let you know, we're going to call this one a slow jog, and I'll explain why. First of all, hope this finds you all well and prepared for a relaxing summer weekend. Sadly, though, we must start yet another note, sending prayers to all those affected by the demented actions last evening in Nice. There are few words these days to make sense anymore of all these events. So please travel safe, be careful, stay close to loved ones and friends. So look, we all know about the stories of the running of the bulls in a market sense, just when you would think running by the bulls would be obvious here at all-time highs. We can barely get a slow jog in place, it seems. I've seen few headlines heralding in the good news of the all-time new highs hit this week in the markets. I've seen even fewer pieces on the idea that we've set records in wealth, record low jobless claims, record job openings, or that small little tidbit of $8.3 trillion still sitting idle in bank accounts, idled by deep-seated fears. So yes, bullish readings in the latest AAII data did in fact rebound to 36%. Okay, Recall the backdrop here first. We are at record highs in the markets. Yes, since May ended, we have seen an impressive improvement in the data. Given these large increases, one would logically assume it was getting out of hand, right? Wrong. The reality is that even at record highs, the current bullish sentiment is still below its bull market average of 39.95%. And get this, it's been that way for 37 straight weeks and 68 out of the last 69 weeks. I'm going to repeat that. And 68 out of the last 69 weeks. By the way, that's more than a year. A near record itself. Sure, Cenobin is turning more positive, but give me a week or two of summer doldrums red ink and a little correction, and one will see the bottom drop out again. Even so, here's the deal. No running of the bulls just yet. At best, it's a slow jog. Put another way, sentiment is still, well, pretty unsentimental. Meanwhile, more data that supports Surprising activity, beige book, economic growth continues. Economic activity continued in a modest pace across all regions from mid-May to the end of June, according to the latest Fed's beige book. Labor market conditions remain stable with wage pressures still modest to moderate, it says. Price pressures remained slight. Consumer spending was positive. The outlook, however, is predominantly optimistic across most districts. Get that. The outlook is predominantly optimistic, meaning all those Fed banks are saying, hey, the data is looking up. 
That's what the market is sniffing out. Why? We're round-tripping the problems in the energy business. June retail sales remain strong. Industrial production, you remember what we've talked about in podcasts. As we get closer to the round trip, we're going to get industrial production to surprisingly start looking better. They tell a pretty good story, all three of these data points. I love the part where they reference the revision lower in May for retail sales. <laughs> yes, they did revise lower, but if you combine the two months, we're still half a percent ahead from what they thought would happen. And that's just in a six-week period. I think when we look back on all this a year or so from now, we're going to see the production concerns for what they really were. Not the end of the world, but a pause while we got through the worst of the energy sector fiasco. All the while, the rest of the economy was getting even more efficient. Speaking of energy, Generation Y and tech engineers are doing what they do best. They're working hard to make sure frackers Bottom lines get better even at lower prices, just as we've commented many times over the months. Check it out. Lower costs and improved productivity, and this is a quote now, by the way, have enabled U.S. shale oil drillers to make major strides in adapting to lower crude prices, energy consultant Wood McKenzie has reported. Shale drillers have cut the cost of producing new supplies by as much as 40% in the last 18 months. By pushing for lower costs from companies that provide rigs and pipes and other services and the technology to find the oil. So get this, exactly as we described back in late 2015 and early 2016, This report now estimates that oil companies will make money in West Texas, Bone Spring, and Wolf Camp tight oil plays, those are shale areas, at $37 a barrel. (laughs) $37 a barrel. Remember, we used to need $85 a barrel to make money. And in a short 18 months, they've cut that in less than half. Amazing. In Oklahoma's scoop region of the shale, it's $35 a barrel. Now in North Dakota, the Bakken is tougher. It's still up at 58 But guys, it's all coming down. Hey, and trucks are moving stuff too. The trucking industry has suffered a bit from overcapacity in recent quarters and the expense, of course, of rising wages but it has benefited from lower fuel costs and increasing volumes moved around. Meanwhile, ATA's latest data show the truck tonnage index is just a trailer or two away from an all-time high hit just back in February. Railroad industry was also hit by both the depression in the coal industry and the recession in fracking and moving oil around. After hitting a peak in December of 14, rail volumes suffered from declines in shipments of coal, metals, chemicals, and petroleum products. The pause is thawing. Surprising, right? Railroad company shares, which had a miserable 2015, have had a better 2016. We suspect markets are again sniffing out the round trip of the worst comp data on traffic flows as we ride past the deepest parts of the energy adjustments. Indeed, just this past month, 
rail car loadings, excluding coal, had positive increases in volume. So what's next? Well, our argument remains the same, which of course is going to be boring to some. Surprising steady strength percolates under the surface as the baton passes from one generation powerhouse to another, even larger powerhouse of change. It's being masked by way too many fears and too much angst over old problems. Capital flows are clear, even at record highs in the markets. Fear remains deep-seated. The masses are missing the point, but that's okay, as it provides better outcomes for long-term investors. In a perfect world, I'd still like to see the market trade back a bit and chop around the summer doldrums, providing more opportunity for value surprises. Maybe we get that as the earnings season moves on through the system over the next few weeks. Look for emotion-driven dislocations as we get deeper into the August doldrums and hope for that summer swoon still. In closing, the barbell economy continues to chug along, never in a perfectly straight line, mind you, but consistently better than the non-barbell economy sectors. I thought I'd end the week with a chuckle or two, even as we witnessed the most depressing record high celebration I can recall in 35 years of being around markets. The posts that I'm going to quote for you below were on the front page of your favorite financial websites while record highs were being set. Here's one. It's a picture, a shadowy picture with a, obviously it's the Grim Reaper holding his big stake. And it says, negative rates leading to the day of reckoning on Wall Street. The reason anyone would buy negative yielding debt is actually pretty simple. Because they have to. (laughs) That's the quote. Here's one for you. As the market was at new highs, BlackRock Chief Larry Fink also told CNBC, U.S. stock market should not be at record highs. Well, look, I've been doing this for a while, and I can tell you I am pretty sure. In fact, I am as close to actually convinced as you can get that I have never witnessed a moment when the markets were, quote, where they were supposed to be, unquote. In fact, I would ask you, where are the markets supposed to be? I mean, is there a definition of that? Is there a supposed-to-be number in the dictionary? I, I don't know. I haven't found it, but if you do, let me know. And lastly, just for kicks, I thought I'd let this headline uh, out as well because I'm certain they're not following the barbell economy. Here's the headline. It's 14 hours old, by the way. Quote, stock-picking active managers are having their worst year, get this, ever. I'm going to read that again. Stock-picking active managers are having their worst year ever. Find that article. Go there. Read it. Fascinating. In the middle of a market hitting all-time record highs. Listen, guys, I hope this makes sense for you. I hope it's helpful. On the next podcast, we'll cover more. But until then... May your journey be grand and your legacy significant. Have a great day.